If you're a Cleveland Browns fan looking for a break from the emotional roller coaster that is the price we pay from loving than hating our Browns, then a big welcome to Cleveland Browns Anonymous, a group therapy podcast to help you survive the season. So let's start our meeting. Hi, everybody, and Happy New Year's. Once again, Mike Riley with my colleague, Brooke Riley. Brooke, good good morning, good afternoon. How are you doing? Good. Happy New Year. Yeah. Well, we've uh, missed the uh, last couple of weeks, um, but let's just summarize what we saw in those last couple of couple of Browns games. Uh, general thoughts on those two games, Brooke? Well, I think for the Saints game, uh, I don't understand why they were throwing the ball as often as they were when you have the best running back in the league. But that's been a pretty constant question throughout the whole season. Yeah. Um, let's let's just st- let's just stay on that for a minute because I think that was the if you had to do the top three things that that just jumped out. Number one, first of all, we had uh, our center who's had an all pro season come back. So basically you've got three all pros on the line, the O-line. You've got all pro running back, Nick Chubb. You have the center coming back who's had from everybody saying an all pro season. And you have a left, left tackle who has had a pretty good season. Now, whether he's up there in the discussion as all pro is an, is another conversation, but basically the line was all together with Nick Chubb and we're throwing the ball. And not only are we throwing the ball, but we're throwing the ball long, you know, once again, fourth down or third and, and two. Do you want to quickly remind the listeners what the weather was? Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, Cause I was too busy uh, dealing with frozen pipes. Yeah. And, oh, and I forgot we're playing the saints who have a very mediocre defense. Right. So I think change number one in 23 is no more play calling by Stefanski. Somebody has got to take, take the, the laminated play sheet out of his hands because he is consistently, consistently dialing up long passes that fail in crucial situations. We saw that with, you know, bringing in Jacoby Brissett instead of going for against Cincinnati. He threw, he overthrew, Come, coming in cold, and he overthrew. I mean, it reminds me of, uh, this is way before your time, but people of a certain age, uh, Riverboat Sam Ritigliano. After a while, it all caught up with him. You know, um, his play calling cost the Browns a Super Bowl appearance when he dialed up red right 88, when they just should have, uh, you know, at least attempted a field goal. Instead, they threw a pass. Again, oh, minus 10 degrees at the stadium. They threw a pass, which was intercepted, and they were on the three-yard line. So I think sometimes Stefanski spends too much time uh, talking about cliches, about I've got to do a better job coaching. This is on me. I've got to coach better. We're going to figure this out. And that's all it is. It just stops there. There's no, and we talked about this in earlier pod. There's no like, 
what exactly do you have to do to coach better? Well, one of the things you got to do is stop throwing long when you're on a drive. So the play calling is abandoning the run. Bingo. That's that, that is what happened in the Cincinnati game. And that's what happened in the, uh, the saints game thoughts. Yeah. Well, I think if uh, Stefanski survives this, this season, you know, meaning he won't get fired, which I don't think he'll get fired, but, there has to be some serious changes. And I think number one obvious is he has to stop calling plays. Yeah. And he, he needs to let go of his defensive staff. Oh yeah. Well so, that's let's go. Let's go to number two because Joe must go part five or part four. That's been a running thread in a lot of our podcasts. I had the opportunity of listening to the Orange and Browns podcast, which I I recommend everybody listen to. It's a you know, a lot of good people on there, Mary Kay and Dan Lobby and Irie and other people. But I'll tell you, it was hard listening to on my walk as they were asking themselves, uh, does Joe Woods keep his job? And Mary Kay, <laughs> if you're listening to this, this, this goes right to you. Mary Kay, this guy has been a disaster for the last three years. The Browns, maybe you should go back and listen to our podcast, Mary Kay. But I'm speaking to Mary Kay like I'm on the phone. How many drafts have the Browns conducted where they loaded up on defense? Secondary, JOK, signed uh, signed Clowney. And yet, in the middle of the season, after the Patriots and the Chargers ran roughshod, over the Browns, and we're talking about, and then of course, uh, Atlanta Falcons with a practice squad running back who ran for 150. There was talk that we're going to go back and revisit practicing tackling, tackling in the middle of the season, <laughs> really. <laughs> yeah. And once again, we're seeing breakdowns in the secondary, the Jets game, which cost us a legitimate shot for playoffs game we have a breakdown against baker first game where he was going nowhere and then all of a sudden people were wide open so between not understand being too tricky dicky with the uh, pass coverages and the problem with consistently not tackling well you have a defensive coordinator who has been given high draft picks and it's not coaching them up like Bill Callahan is on the offensive line. And that's been a common thread that we've talked about in this podcast. Your thoughts, Brooke? Yeah, I, well, I think just the level of talent on the defensive side, there's no way that, that the defense should be as bad as it is now. And the ironic part is, I think, um, anytime Bill Callahan – has an injury on the starting offensive line. It's like, yeah, there might be a couple plays where it takes them to gel, but as soon as they're gelling, you know, you forget that, oh, yeah, I forgot, you know, Ethan Posick's not in there. Or I forgot yeah. that Jedrick Wills, you know, is not in there. Um, there's been some rumblings that 
because there's also been a lot of drama between the coaching staff and Miles Garrett that he might be on the trading block. Um, oh, I've, yeah. I no, that's been floating around the past week or so. But, I, I mean, I don't... First of all, Miles Garrett, the, the defensive coordinator, has to be front and center, not Miles Garrett. I'm sick and tired of, of after another defensive debacle. I remember last year, I know I talked about this in earlier podcasts. Remember last year when the Patriots and rookie quarterback Mac Jones scored 40 points and defensive players were coming into the locker room, throwing their helmets, just upset about how lack, how, how they were confused, the lack of preparation. Anybody remember that game? And we saw that this year too. You know, we saw the breakdowns in, against the Chargers in L.A. last year, and we saw the same thing this year. You know, the other common thread besides Stefanski's play calling in crucial situations has been the fact that the, defensive, the defense looks hopelessly confused in the third quarter. I mean, the Patriots come out of halftime, they make the adjustments, and they run all over the Browns. Same thing happened with the Chargers. Browns start strong. Classic first uh, first uh, series of plays. They, they run down the field. They look like uh, Super Bowl champs, the way they're just tearing up the defense. And then we just hit a, hit a rock. The same thing's happening with defense. The third quarter has been an utter disaster for the Browns in a lot of these losses. And it goes to a lack of of strategic coaching by the defensive coordinator. Now, Mary Kay is once again, and some of these people are talking about, well, we don't have the talent. Are you kidding me? The first round pick last year and the second round pick were for the defense. And so was the third round pick, I believe. So this is not about talent. This is about Coaching thoughts, yeah. I mean, if that's the excuse, then that's that's absurd. You know, Miles this... Garrett, Denzel Ward, JOK, who I think's pretty good, uh, and not Greg getting Newsom. any doesn't seem to be getting any better. He seems to be confused in coverage. Go ahead, Newsom. You're saying keep going, yeah. Martin Emerson, great pick. I think John Johnson's. Pretty good. I don't think he's oh. all pro. I think that well, was way too, you know, he was coming from the Rams defense where he had Jalen Ramsey making him look pretty good, but I don't think he's terrible. I don't, um, I think John Johnson is another player who's gotten worse playing under the Joe Wood system. Quite frankly, you don't get to be all pro because you're playing. Now, I get Jalen Ramsey, but you know what? Look, at you got Ward. You've got Newsom, you've got Emerson, you've got Delpit, a second-round pick. I mean, that defense is loaded with first- and second-round picks, right? You've got at least four legitimate all-pros between Clowney, Miles, Denzel Ward, and John Johnson, who used to be an all-pro. And the defense ranks 30th. Mary Kay, this is coaching, plain and simple. This guy's never been a defensive coordinator until he came to the Browns. 
And as I said in an earlier podcast, he was lucky he was working under the tutelage of Robert Sala, who was the defensive coordinator of the 49ers. This is another Charlie Weiss, Romeo Cornell uh, coach who benefited from being working under the Patriot system headed by Bill Belichick. When these guys go, when Charlie Weiss goes to Notre Dame, when Romeo goes to the Browns or Eric Mangini go, they're exposed. They're exposed. And God help us, please do not bring up minority coaching, Mary Kay, which she did in the last, one of the last podcasts about Joe Woods. This is not about a young black coach being dissed. This is about a young black coach who's in over his head. And the Browns are suffering as a result. Hey, let's stop here. We got to pay some bills. 30 seconds and we'll be back. Getting your house ready to sell or you just need some basic repairs and you can't get anybody to come out or even return your phone call. Then call Riley Painting and Contracting, your home mechanics. For all of your home repair needs from electrical, plumbing, roof repairs, and getting your house ready to sell. 45 years in the business, a triple A on the Better Business Bureau, and we're on the preferred contractor list in Cleveland Heights and Shaker Heights. You can contact us by calling 216-371-8160 and leave a message, and guess what? We'll call you back. I mean, if we had any kind of defense, we if we had a top 10 defense, we would have won, what, four games at least with Brissett, Brooke? Yeah, maybe three or four. Yeah, we would have beaten, um, well, I know. We would have beaten uh, the we Falcons. We would have, that's we would have one. beaten we the Jets. The Jets, that's two. Um, Probably the Chargers. Yep. Who are coming in? Who couldn't up until they played the Browns? Couldn't run the ball. Anybody remember that that stat? And we probably well, and we go ahead. All these games are starting to blend together, and um, I you know I just kind of have this gut feeling as I'm hearing you talk that I don't think Stefanski's the guy. I just don't. I don't think he's got that kind of that fire, you know, that Mike Tomlin, that, um, you well, know, how about, uh, what's Sean McVay, Bill Cowher, you know, the Philly, number. the Philadelphia Eagles guy. Um, you know, I, I feel like Stefanski, you know, he's too soft. I mean, you, you see him on, on the side. I mean, even that, even the head coach for the Dolphins, who's a nerdy analytics guy. I mean, he gets like in these guys' face. I mean, well, that's the at- kind of, that's the kind of coach that 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 I want for for this team. Yeah, look at Dable. Look at the turnaround with the Giants. You know, and then yeah. look at Denver. Look at Mary Kay. Look at the Broncos. And look at the Jet. And look at uh, the Giants and the Jets under Salah and Dable. The difference a head coach makes. The head coach not only as an impact on, on the team as a whole, but they have an impact on the, on the defensive and offensive coordinators, all the coaches below. It seems Stefanski, in his 
low-key temperament, which I quite frankly like. I think it aligns itself with Andrew Barry, De, De Podesta, you know, these let's not get dramatic. Let's just uh, stay even keel and trust our process. But failure to act and intervene on both special teams and the defense has been Stefanski's uh, failing as a head coach. That is the job of a head coach, is to step in and to start chewing on your coaches. I mean, look at the uh, Cincinnati game. One of the biggest turnarounds in that game was the roughing the kicker penalty, right? Who called that play? And we talked about that in an earlier podcast. And Stefanski goes into a rut. He doesn't make the adjustments on the game. We start out strong, and then we sputter because we get predictable. And and coaches like Bill Belichick, I mean, they play Stefanski like a drum. He's so predictable. I mean, Belichick has got to be licking his chops. The Patriots were a seriously underperforming team this year. The offense couldn't do nothing. Yet under a rookie quarterback, they come in and they kick the Browns' ass at home. Now, what does that tell you? And now they're talking about Miles. Miles this, Miles that. Miles probably fed up along with John Johnson. And you kind of wonder if Clowney's going to be back um, if Joe Woods is defensive coordinator. Now, is there anybody out there that catches your eye as somebody who can overhaul the defense? Brooke? The one name I've always thought about is uh, Mike Zimmer. He was Stefanski's head coach when Stefanski was in Minnesota. And he was also the head, he was the defensive coordinator for the Bengals for a long time when the Bengals were, you know, at the top of the AFC. Right. Here's a guy who's, I don't know, late 50s, early 60s, seems like a real no-nonsense kind of guy. Um, Could be the Bill Callahan we're looking on the defensive side, because when you think about Bill Callahan, he... He crashed and burned as a head coach. So I think they need to, I, I think Deep Podesta and Barry need to put their heads together and do an analytic study of what guys out there who crashed and burned as a head coach because they just didn't have the skill set and bring in these veterans like Bill Callahan. So look, at, if Stefanski's going to leave these people alone and not shoot, then these people have to know what they're doing. And right now, it's obvious Joe Woods doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, that, that's a fact. That's a fact. With the kind of talent the Browns have, they're underperforming. And most of the time, they're underperforming because their defense is terrible, pure and simple. That, that's why this, this team has had a bad year, because of the defense. And, you know, what? one of the things I kept hearing on the Orange and Browns podcast is that, well, it's not as simple – as just letting the defensive defensive coordinator go, as if uh, blame the defensive coordinator. No, no, it is well, simple. Yeah, it is a simple. Good first step. That no, it is simple. It's we have a bad defensive coordinator. Period. Like we've had bad coaches. You know, like you know, the list is long. Pat Shermer, terrible head coach. Romeo, 
terrible. Freddie, just a way over his head. You know what? We can't afford a underperforming, over-their-head defensive coordinator managing the talent that the front office has had. This is real simple. He is a problem. And if we make a switch and get somebody competent in there who can coach these guys in how to tackle, where to be, keep the, you know, keep the uh, gap responsibility simple, know where you are on the secondary, yeah, that's going to make a huge difference. And guess what, Brooke? We're going to get some turnovers, right? I hope so. <laughs> yeah. And which is what which has been sorely lacking, and you're going to get a Mike Zimmer who's going to be out front instead of Miles Garrett talking to the press. Mike Zimmer, hopefully somebody along a Mike Zimmer, you know Wade Phillips, you know some grizzled veteran who's just going to tell Miles, "Hey, listen, Miles, we're not looking for you to be a superhero. Put the cape away, right? Just play your position." And they're going to play better as a result. Yeah. Because they're because at the end of the day, the players do not want to come on the field if they're not prepared. And the Browns consistently are not prepared. They're not fooling anybody on defense. The only game I saw when they were really shutting, shutting the team down was against Minnesota last year, where it just seemed they were all over everybody. So, and look at Minnesota. They let Zimmer go. They bring in, I forget who they brought in. Look at, they're what, they're 12 and three? And they're in the playoffs. How does that happen from an underperforming team? You change the coach. You change the vibe in the locker room. Yeah. Yeah, it all starts at the top. Right. And that's the, you know what? Everybody, it always starts at the top. It sets the tone for the rest of the organization. I mean, look at Southwest Airlines. I know I'm making a big jump. The fiasco at Southwest Airlines. And it's all because management was too busy cutting costs to invest in the software they needed to manage uh, these weather impact. As simple as that. The pilots union, the stewardesses, they were all... Um, flight attendants were all warning management that this was going to happen for years, and this is what happened. Great, com- look at what happened with Disney. They 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 removed this underperforming CEO who was not capable of handling his job, and they brought back Bob Iger. So if you're looking Bobby to invest, in, so if you're li- interested in investing in a stock for twenty three, buy Disney. It's oh, low. Oh, oh yeah. And there's a management change. But this is typical. This is typical. You get the wrong person at the, at the head. It's like switching out a foreman, switching out a property manager. You know, that's what Warren Buffett, that's why he's a gazillionaire. Because guess what? He looks for poorly managed companies. He buys them cheap. He replaces the management and boom. Now all of a sudden they're making money. So Mary Kay... And and Browns, Browns.com, Cleveland.com people, it is simple. Change the defensive coordinator. Number one, 
It's like drafting a left tackle. It's like, dra- you know, getting a frontline quarterback. It is simple. He's a nice guy, but he's way over his head. And he's never done this before, except for the Browns. And we can't afford him learning on the job with the talent we have because the talent's regressing. Final thoughts, Brooke? Yeah, I hope that come the, you know, week after their final game, we'll see some changes. And if we don't, then um, (laughs) I might start rooting for another team. (laughs) No, I'm I'm sorry, but this is why we call it Cleveland Browns Anonymous. We're we're not working, rooting for another team, Brooke. (laughs) Unfortunately, we're saddled. It's in our, it's in our DNA. It's in our bloodstream. We're bleeding orange here, so. But uh, maybe we can get a, you know, a Terry Francona type. You know that that look at look at the difference a good manager makes connected to a good front office that has a vision for a team. I mean, let's just look at the Guardians. So, yeah. anyways, so all right, so we're uh, on to. The Commanders, we'll see how that goes. We'll pick it up next week now that we're all back to work. All right, Brooke? All right, sounds good. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Cleveland Browns Anonymous podcast with Mike Riley. We have a lot more content on the way as we get this new podcast started. You can also check out some of our other podcasts like the Cleveland Real Estate Investor Podcast and other new ones that will start soon. On any platform that you find yourself listening to us on, feel free to leave us a like or comment or follow us. It always helps. 